You're listening to Dogcast, an unofficial fan podcast about the greatest Australian football team, the Essendon Bombers. My name is Jamie. And I'm Nick. And mate, what a great weekend for the club. We had another premiership and we got our revenge on the Sydney Swans. Absolutely, mate. Uh, yeah, the VFLW girls getting up over the Saints and... Geez, I'll tell you what, as much as it was a bit of an arm wrestle in the first um, you know, first half at least, the uh, the girls just put the pressure on the scoreboard. And I think that's uh, well, obviously the, the difference at the end of the day. But I mean, um, I suppose if you'd looked just at the scoreboard, you'd forgive them for thinking that it was very one-sided all day. Uh, but it certainly didn't look that way, you know, watching the game uh, in terms of the actual physical contest on the ground. Um, but the scores absolutely went away. Uh, the only sort of... Um, a blemish um, on it is, uh, you know, George and Nanscorn um, went down with a bit of a knee uh, right in the last quarter there. But um, hopefully it's it's not the dreaded ACL or something like that because, uh, you know, we'd certainly need her going into the AFLW season. But uh, well done for the girls for their premiership. And well done to uh, Brennan Major for, uh, you know, taking the program from scratch and, and look at where it's come now four years later or so. Yeah, it's fantastic effort by the girls and also Brendan. But um, we surprised he's not part of the AFLW coaching association. Like, you know, coaching. I would have thought he would have been included. But they've yeah. kind of really isolated it, haven't they? Well, I was actually thinking about this, Jane, because I can see it on, on both sides. I mean, the club is very strong. They wanted a female coach um, for yeah. their, their first AFLW coach. And you absolutely like get the understanding and the reasons why that is, you know, mm. um, because, you know, obviously it's a male-dominated industry uh, and we do need, you know, strong females, you know, showing the way uh, for the young girls coming through and and guys as well. I mean, um, you know, there's, there's some um, sort of pretty good girls going around the um, in the coaching ranks, um, you know, in the AFL as well. So, um, but, but it is a bit of a shame when you think, you know, this bloke, he's taken a, a program from scratch. He worked so hard to build this and build a list, um, you know, build some, uh, I suppose, camaraderie between the girls and ultimately uh, build a, a premiership team. And um, yeah, you'd like to see that, um, uh, I suppose, rewarded with, um, geez, you know, you've, you've done this in this league. Uh, I want to hear you go in uh, the AFLW. Uh, but again, it's kind of caught between a rock and a hard place between because, um, yeah, certainly we understand why you'd want a female coach as your first AFLW uh, coach yeah. in the league. Yeah, I've got no qualms about that. I just thought he might have been part of it. Maybe he doesn't want to be just an assistant, but mm. I thought it would have been a good image. But um, maybe, yeah, he's really focusing on his own coach and hopefully he sticks around. Because I assume would still have a VFLW team. Is that What's going to happen? Yeah, I believe so. That that looks to be the case, yeah, because I don't think they've... um, uh, It's not like we're abandoning the league to go to the AFLW. No, I mean, I suppose it goes towards that development um, side of things. Certainly, you know, they've obviously drafted a lot of young talent. Um, You know, I'm not sure how much of those would slot straight into the uh, senior side. You know, ideally, I I guess you'd want to sort of blood them at at the uh, sort of VFL um, w level if, if possible but um well it should be said like the obviously the seasons are different as well at the moment mm-hmm. like obviously the aflw women begin in august i believe and um yeah go right through to november or maybe yep yeah, yeah, then, about that, yeah sorry was that yeah i think it's about that mate. 
Yeah. So, yeah, obviously, the BFLW season just concluded now. So, yeah, it's a pretty long program when you think about two different uh, associations, you know, the AFLW and the BFLW. Yeah, well, and, that, and that's why you wouldn't want to sort of double up and go, oh, just go around again, won't you? <laughs> <laughs> but I think there's been a strong push by, by a lot of females that hmm. they want their season to coincide with the yep. AFL season. And well, I, well, it makes It'd be good for... um. You know, pre-match games. If if we can't have VFL uh, men teams playing before games, it would be something to do before matches that have even females play before you know, the AFL senior sides. Yeah, absolutely, mate. And uh, you know, like, I suppose like most of us, uh, you know, footy fans, like I'd watch anything red and black, Jane. Um, so uh, you know, I think if they could do that, like whether it's pre-match games or, or whatever they do, um, I suppose get, get a bit more fan engagement. Once you sort of sit down and you know, see how they play, you learn how the, you know, um, like what the players' names are, you, you get a bit more invested in it. And that's what, you know, I guess we really need in, um, you know, women's sport, you know, VFLW and AFLW. So, um, yeah, I hope you're right, Jamie, that they do. Um, get I just think it would be a good idea because for the ladies especially, mm-hmm. you know, imagine they're playing – Half an hour before our game, you know, it's mm. the last quarter. Yeah. Half an hour before the male team comes out, yeah, those ladies would be experiencing a crowd starting to build up. So they might mm. be like all of a sudden, you know, in big games, you'd have 30,000, 30,000 prior to a game, even half an hour before the match. Yep. What, what a great experience. Well, absolutely, mate. Yeah. But um, yeah, great effort again by the ladies, but. The senior side, mate, uh, I was at the game and you can probably hear a little bit in my voice. I, I was uh, giving it to the Sydney uh, supporters where I could. Yep. Uh, and I'll tell you, at the first uh, quarter, it was looking pretty ominous because, uh, you know, they looked a class above. And to be thankful, they weren't the straightest kicking side. Usually yeah. that's us spraying all the behinds. But, um, yeah, they, they missed the majority of their shots. But... Gee, that second quarter, mate, I just love those five goals in a row. It's a good answer. Yeah, absolutely, Jamie. And, and that's the thing. I mean, that, that first quarter, as you say, like it, it started pretty honest because like we did have a fair bit of footy, but it just seemed like if when we turned it over, they were just able to use it like so well and I suppose easily um, to each other. Yeah, ended up, yeah, five goals, two thirty-two to our two goals, two fourteen. Um, you know, we I suppose in that, like, there were some um, you know, good signs from some players, Zerit in particular, um, you know, laying a nice tackle in row bottom. Um, so a good way to, uh, to start it. Um, yeah, then there was Shield. Uh, yeah, taking, taking the ball in the square and going for a bit of a run. So it was great to see that energy um, around the footy. Um, and with that, with that one with Shield, you know, he, he kicked it inside to, to Heppel and, Hebble played on, and I don't know what it was like for you at the ground, Dave, but me watching, I was like, you better bloody kick this Hebble. <laughs> <laughs> and slaughtered he did. Captain's goal, mate. Um, mm. And I, I I really noticed it. Like, he may have done it in other games, but it's the first time I was sitting on level two at the MCG, if anyone's familiar with that. It's great seating. And, um, yeah, I saw Hebble on the wing, and I thought, that's where he needs to be. He can't be on a... Asked to be manning up on anyone because you know, he gets a lot of goals leaked through him. Yep. And you'll say whatever you like about Dyson, but his endeavours there. And um, you know, 
his polish, yeah, you know, it might not be what it was, and yeah, you know, he's a tad slower than what he was, but yeah. um, he was never overly quick. Yeah. But um, he certainly puts his head over the ball and has a crack, and uh, I thought that was a good position for him on the wing. If you're going to have him in, yeah. um, that's probably where he needs to play rather than asking him to play on that half-back play. Yeah, I think you're right, Jamie. He was just able to use his smarts, wasn't he? Um, yeah, whether it's a, a tap here and there as opposed to like having to you know, fully take control of the footy, uh, even though when he did that, he used it to, to good effect. Um, but, I, I, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. You know, it was good. Um, good positioning and play for him uh, certainly looked a lot better uh, on the day. And it was interesting in that first quarter as well, James, because, um, yeah, we've sort of seen when sides get goals early, um, either we drop our heads or we let them, um, I suppose, dictate terms to us. You know, we saw, you know, it was Papley get the first one early, uh, Buddy Franklin got one, and they're, they're the two you really didn't want to get goals early because um, once they get a head, head of steam up, um, <laughs> they're usually pretty good for a few more. Um, but I did like how, um, you know, Pavley had a couple more chances that, that quarter. Uh, there was one where he could have run onto another one, but the boys just pressured him up, didn't allow him with the space that he, he sort of needed. So we, uh, you yeah, know, were able to work, work it out. And then the second time, um, you know, Pavley grabbed the footy and yeah, you could see him licking his lips about to kick it for goal. Zerk Thatcher pounced on him to bring him down. And I thought, you know, that was really the first, um, Bit of play in the day, James, where I thought, oh, Zerk thought Thatcher's on today. Because um, that was a, a really important tackle. Yeah, sure it was. And, um, yeah, I just loved also uh, Sammy Durham getting into Luke Barker. <laughs> that was a good uh, a good one as well. Yeah, well, I mean, there was that in uh, Guelphie earlier as well. Apparently, uh, yeah, Guelphie tried to sort of line up <laughs> Park up from the square, <laughs> uh, but the big ruckman said, "No, mate, uh, you're not getting there." But um, so it was good intent from the boys. And I thought our backs were really standing up as well. You know, Redmond, Ridley, uh, Lavin, Hind, of course. You know, were, were standing up. But again, like Zerk was very solid, and Massimo D'Ambrosio was showing some really good composure with the footy. Um, with some tight handballs. Um, yeah, and a bit later in the game, uh, yeah. A few nice kicks, uh, which was which was great to see some composure down back. Oh, his kicking's elite. Uh, just got a real zing to his kick, um, so it gets there quickly. And he's yeah. been making fairly good decisions, and I think that will grow as he gets more games at senior level. Mm. But he's going to be a real weapon for us, I reckon. Absolutely, mate. Um, unfortunately, we were a victim of the, of the stand rule uh, with Heaney getting a fifty meter penalty. Um, uh, yeah, I don't think I'm, I'm not the only one, obviously, that doesn't like that rule. But, you know, it was there and he made his pay. Um, then we see uh, um, Martin. You know, he, he played beautifully again. Like, he made a great pass off the halfback to Snelling at half forward. Um, but the kick inside 50 just went straight to the Swans. And, um, you know, they they dropped it. Um, and I'd like to, like to have seen uh, Caldwell, like, actually pounce on the bloke. And, um, you know, if not, you know, Grab holding the ball, at least hold it up. But yeah, Sydney rolled to work it straight out. Um, and uh, yeah, they took the ball from end to end through Blakey. Uh, when Durham failed to keep him accountable, I thought. Um, mm. And the Swans were able to sort of get an easy mark and goal from only 20 metres out. So yeah, still a lot of work to be done there, Jane. Yeah. Yeah, they did go coast to coast on a number of occasions, um, but we really struggled to contain them. Um, but you know, uh, 
quietly our confidence was building. And I think it was on the back of them starting to miss a lot of their shots. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And then we saw, you know, Zach Merritt, he decided to say, no, nah, stuff this. Um, and he got us going forward. And I loved his run. He just kept on uh, following up with his work and actually got on the end of, um, like, the handball from Stringer. And he uh, he was able to snap a goal from that, Jane. Yeah. You know, it's great when you've got a goal from midfielder. Mm. We've kind of lamented all year. You know, our midfield hadn't kicked a lot of goals, you know, you know, between um, McGrath, uh, you know, Merritt, Shield, and um, you know, obviously Jake Stringer wasn't available. He's the has a chop out in the middle. Mm. Darcy Parrish is also so we hadn't got a lot of goals collectively out of the, all those, but um, it's good to see like you know Merritt having a bit of a day out with the goals this week, mm. and um, you know Dylan Shield's been quietly adding a goal to each game as well. Absolutely, mate. Um, yeah, just to win that quarter, like we had another bit of play that you thought we could have been on there. Um, but unfortunately, Snelling, you obviously coming back from an injury, just seemed to you know, lack a bit of game awareness and got run down as opposed to giving off that first option when we really had uh, a bit of a run there, James. Uh, I thought it was a good opportunity for goal gone wasted, but uh, you know, missed that one. Um, and, it, and as I said before, so went down that quarter. So two goals, two, 14 to their five goals, two. 32, and as we started that second quarter, James, buddy Lance Franklin uh, got the Swans going with an easy mark and goal. Yeah, I thought, oh, yeah, we've done well to be only three goals there. Mm. You know, like considering Sydney was starting to look pretty dominant. And then, you know, when you start the quarter like that, you start to worry again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, you know, Swans had a couple more chances, you know, through Papley and Reed. Um, but they missed those. Um, but, uh, you know, then we saw, um, you know, Darren, yeah, geez, he attacks like a ball hard, James. Um, mm. He just came out like a bull at a gate. And he uh, he was actually, I think the tackle was actually fair. Um, I think it looked to me like the tackle started at the chest, but just the, I suppose, the speed that Darren was gone through, um, it sort of whipped him back uh, and it was called high. Uh, and he was good enough to, uh, you know, run around and kick the goal. Yeah. Again, not great. <laughs> not a great way to start. Oh, I mean, it was if you if you know him, Jane. But, um, <laughs> yeah, then we saw, uh, yeah, Papley get you another chance. Um, uh, but, yeah, that was well short. Um, I'm not sure. Sorry, mate. Was... I just realised what I just said. I was... <laughs> <laughs> No. I was thinking you went when they gave away the free kick and then you realised, oh, <laughs> yeah, you did kick that goal. Sorry about that. <laughs> hey, right. Hey, right. Um, yeah, I don't know what it was at the ground, James, whether it was a, a bit of wind because um, yeah, it was quite often a few shots, um, you know, Pablis in particular, that really stands out. Um, it was only about 40 metres out and looked to have only gone about 20, 25 metres. Um, so no score, which was I mean, good for us, but... Uh, this time we uh, were able to work it up our end and Harry Jones marked in the pocket and kicked a goal. Yeah. Uh, Harry, he'd had a shot early in the first and obviously had gone astray. And in this one, you know, using like a lot of our the key forwards in the competitions mm. and they put a bit of bent on the ball, mate. It, yeah. you know, it seems to go through. So like I know Jason Dunstall and the like say, why don't you just go back and have a set shot? But, yeah, these days, 
Um, these are the kicks that get through more often than not. Yeah, well, I suppose, I guess, you know, everyone's got their routine and mm. as long as you uh, stick to your routine and it goes through, no one's going to complain. Mm. Um, and talking about going back and kicking it, Jane, um, you know, when we were pressuring again to go up forward, uh, the Swans tried to dump kick it out and it went straight to two-meter Peter, just outside 50, and he went back and bloody slotted it. That was a huge kick. Um, you know, when Peter Wright had the ball, I, I said he loved this. This, this is the way he kicked that goal on Anzac Day, you know, the beautiful kick from around that moment. Mo, and he uh, did it again, so... Proven to everyone, no fluke for that. And yeah, he hit it flush. Absolutely, mate. Uh, and then we saw, you know, Parrish have a bit of a run, run with the ball uh, through the centre and he pumped it forward. And I'll tell you what, mate, this uh, time down forward for Hobbs has been absolutely brilliant because he used some really good body work, Jamie. He just pushed his man um, out like fairly uh, and then took the mark. And he went back from about 40 metres out on a fair angle, you'd have to say. And Absolutely slotted it like he was never going to miss, straight as a die. Uh, so, so it was an absolutely great goal from Hobbs. Yeah, I was a bit worried that he might overstrain for distance. So, mm. like, you know, because the ball wasn't moving. Sometimes you get a feel on how far the ball seems to be travelling. Mm. And I thought, wow, this is going to be right on his button. But uh, he didn't overstrain at all and kicked it, you know, beautifully to go through. And mm. as you say, mate, it was a really contested mark. So, um, yeah, we've really found a gem there. Certainly have, mate. Um, and next one came when uh, Langford um, had a shot for goal. His kick missed, but it was marked right on the uh, point post, um, right on the line as well, um, by two-metre Peter. Uh, and he went back and slotted it to put us in front. Yeah, an amazing you know, I was kind of a bit down in the dumps the way we started the game. Mm. In that quarter time, as I said, I just felt like we were lucky to be only three goals down. Yeah. And then when Sydney started that quarter, the second quarter so well, again, I was thinking, oh, this is going to be a blowout. But it was, I was trying to get my computer brain to kick on because it couldn't process, mate. We're in front. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, mate. Um, yeah, we had a couple more opportunities after that. Um, yeah, we saw... Uh, Draper kick went off the deck straight to Caldwell inside 50, but Caldwell's kick was absolutely horrible. Oh, Missed a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, luckily, Swans weren't much better up their end, you know, with a rush behind. And um, yeah, then with McDonald, he got the opportunity after Redmond's fend off on Papley was called high. Um, he hit the post. So, you know, we, we got some um, yeah, lucky breaks there. Uh, but unfortunately, we saw Reed. Uh, then Mark easily over Heppel, um, which was, uh, you know, they obviously saw the match up there and uh, picked it out and he kicked the goal to take the lead. So it was a better half, Jane, um, or better quarter rather, uh, but we ended down at half time, seven goals, 2.44 to their seven goals, 6.48. And as I said, mate, I, I felt a little bit more, uh, you know, up and about. Even though we, they got that last, you know, last goal, which we didn't want, mm. um, I thought they had to get confidence from that run of goals we got. Yeah. And I thought, you know, that if they go into the rooms, you know, you know, start trying to generate some confidence out of that, you know, I thought we could take it on to them. Uh, i take it up to them. But, uh, yeah, the third quarter, mate, as we discussed, things got a bit tough and, 
they just dominated position, especially down in their um, forward 50. They did, mate. But again, we were, we were just very fortunate um, that they were uh, offline. I mean, we saw, you know, that free to read, he missed. Um, yeah, then we see, uh, you know, Hayward have a shot for goal. And you think, you know, he was only about 30, 35 metres out from uh, from memory, Jane. Uh, but uh, yeah, he missed. So that was pretty lucky. Guelphie then had a shot for goal about 30 metres out. But unfortunately, he missed. So no one had their kicking boots on. Uh, but then finally, we got a, um, you know, good look after Durham uh, sort of won an important ball for us on the wing and he worked it up um, and he actually followed up the play, uh, getting involved in the pocket to centre the footy to Langford, uh, who handballed to Zerrett, who kicked another beauty. And uh, good snap again. You know, Merritt is, uh, you know, he really took the most of his opportunities around goal. Certainly did. Uh, we saw Papley have another shot, but he missed. Um, well, we worked it up by hand and foot to Kelly, of all people, mate. And he ran inside 50 and he pumped the goal. And I don't know about you, mate, but this this year I felt like a little bit that Kelly was a bit disconnected from the group. Yep. Like I didn't know how well the players had gelled to. Mm. But when he kicked his first goal for the club, it was great to see how many players really got around him. Um, so obviously... That, that shows that he's, he's well and truly, uh, you know, within the club thought of well, because it, it had been a question in the back of my mind, you know, were, were players a little bit out of nose, is out of joint, you know, with Ridley being in a different position and so forth. Mm. Was there a little bit of standoffish against him? But, um, yeah, it's great to see how many how much time the players went up to him and really, you know, were really buoyed by that goal. He, yeah, that's it, mate. That was a, it's a good goal. Good to see the boys get around him. Um, and then we started to see, uh, you know, a bit of external influence, I'll call it, and leave it at that, uh, when we saw uh, sort of Franklin taken down in a tackle when he was about to handball. Uh, he dropped the footy, Jane, uh, but yep. it wasn't paid. And, uh, you know, he was able to collect the footy again. But fortunately, his, uh, his shot missed. Um, so I thought, God, if you're not going to call that. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, meanwhile, we had plenty of the footy, um, but we just kept wasting it, Jane. You know, Stringer had a couple of absolute grubbers, you know. There was one on the wing where he just kicked it straight out. Uh, that one we had a, a bit of a run through and uh, he's, he's kicked his, you know, grubber along the ground. Um, <laughs> there was uh, uh, another one from Durham, you know, we were streaming inside 50, uh, but his kick just laced out a white and red jumper, Jane, and I thought, bloody hell, like, <laughs> We don't do ourselves many favours. Um, but then after Warner kicked and missed, uh, looked to have a good run up the wing. Again, coughed it up, though, uh, while the, um, uh, yeah, fortunately, Swans went inside 50, but missed. Uh, but that's where we saw D'Ambrosio uh, make a beautiful pass to, to Durham on his own on the wing, Jane. But Durham, buddy, dropped it. He just had yeah. a five minutes from hell, I reckon, Jane. Um, yeah. Coughing up the footy and... Uh, uh, luckily, Heaney took an easy mark inside 50 but missed. Um, but then we just uh, sort of given up front half turnovers uh, yeah, by dumping it out, only to be taken out by a Sydney jumper. And finally, Heaney was able to uh, you know, take an easy mark 25 metres out and he kicked the goal and he thought, yeah, from all the opportunities we had, um, yeah, they, they really sting those goals. No, they do. And, um, yeah. I can't remember which part of the quarter, mate. I don't know if you're going to touch on it yet, but um, 
you know, very few times it went forward. And there was that time where it looked like it was going to be an open mark. I think it was Durham who dropped the ball. Yep. Right in their forward pocket. Oh, no, that wasn't that. Uh, no, I can't remember the, that one, but uh, no, Durham's was on the wing. The yeah, end. I know the one on the wing, but there was one up going uh, forward in the same quarter. Yeah. Oh, look, yeah. doesn't surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all right. I was maybe very few times we went forward. He was in a perfect spot the mark and just dropped the ground. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, and then we saw right at the death, Jamie. Now uh, those red time goals. Hayward got the footy and snapped it through. They had the Swans leading at half half by uh, yeah nine goals fourteen sixty eight to our nine goals three fifty seven. And I think you know that nine goals fourteen, Jamie. Uh, we were very lucky to uh, yeah, be within a couple of kicks. Oh, yeah, like that had a lot more opportunities for goal, obviously. Um, and, you know, we'd made the most of our opportunities. As I said, it's a bit unlike us. We usually are the ones that, you know, cost ourselves by not kicking straight. But mm. we, were, we were helped out by the Sydney uh, in the, going into three-quarter time. But they seemed to, uh, you know, be able to hold us at bay. Mm. And... Um, yeah, with Stringer having a pretty quiet game right at the three-quarter time, you wondered where the spark was going to come uh, if we were to get over the line. That would soon unveil itself. It certainly would, mate. Uh, you know, after a couple of you know, missed opportunities, I would merit, you know, he slammed Ray Bottom in a big tackle at inside 50, which was good, but his, his kick was horrible when he had a bands on the full. Uh, we saw Redmond's kick go astray. Um but then Zeret made up for it um, when he snapped his third goal and you thought, oh, here we come. Yeah. Three goals, uh, is that we don't usually get three goals from our midfielders. So to get three goals from Zach Merritt, was, you know, it sounded like a rare rare occurrence and it was great to see him having the mindset to have a shot goal. That's it, mate. Uh, unfortunately, they got one straight back and then... After we had a lot of the footy, um, you know, Blakey came through like a wrecking ball and kicked a goal to uh, put them the best part of three goals up. And I thought, bloody hell, like, I, I have to say, Jane, uh, at that point, I, would, I wasn't feeling too hopeful. Um, but the boys kept pushing. We saw Hind have a ping, but he missed before Stringer got the footy, ran inside 50 and bent it like Beckham for a great goal, Jane. Oh, I mean, only Jake Stringer can get that goal. Um... You had a look at it, it was quite unconventional, but um, mm. you know, there's every opportunity for a swan player even to touch it. Yeah, you know, he had to somehow gain possession on the run, mm. throw it on the boot from 45 meters, and it just had the you know, an awesome curl to it. And mm. Went through, and you thought, Well, oh, could that be the spark that ignites us? Well, if that first one wasn't the spark, James, his second one that came very soon after, uh, from the opposite side of the um. 50-metre arc, uh, that was an excellent um, goal. And you thought, bloody hell, boys, here we go. Yeah, well, it's funny because Caldwell kind of missed him uh, when he was leading out. Mm. Uh, and luckily the ball turned over. And Caldwell got the ball back and uh, Jake was calling for the handball. There was no way Joe was going to not give it to him. So mm. he took the ownership and, as you say, just drilled a goal and, you know, I thought the Jakey Stringer show was on. Absolutely, mate. And, uh, you know, we again, we kept pushing. You know, we saw 
I have the footy and he really could have had a shot um, or at least kicked a scoring option, but unfortunately he coughed it up, but got it back. And we saw Red Dog Mark just outside of 50 and he ran around and he bombed a huge goal and put the horns up, James. Yeah, that was an awesome kick. And, um, you know, I knew he had the leg. I just thought, well, yeah, with the stand rule, mm-hmm. one player has to stay on the mark. So you, you're going to get yourself... You're going to buy yourself three or four metres at least. Um, and I thought, well, there's no confidence problems with him. He'll definitely have a crack. And that's what it was. But it was great to see a block there as well for him to buy him that extra time. That's it, mate. It's the team things that make all the difference. You know, you won't see him on a stat sheet, but um, that was excellent work there. And then, Jane, you know, I think the footy gods must have smiled on us because after Franklin took a mark only about 30 metres out, you think, bloody hell, you know, they could be back here. But his kick went out of bounds on the full, which was excellent to see as a Bomber fan. Yeah. Um, then Stringer got the foot in the middle of the ground and uh, put it down Langford's throat. And uh, not only did he, you know, take his time, James, uh, but he kicked the bloody goal from the pocket. Yeah, it's great to have Kyle Langford back. Um, yeah, he's obviously going to take a little bit of time to get into the season. But, I mean... It's just the marking he can provide, and he is a pretty reliable shot for goal. So, um, yeah, I think Kyle really improved in his second game back. So it was, mate. Um, yeah, then we saw, yeah, I suppose that contentious decision when, uh, you know, Warner marked uh, in the middle of the ground and Stringer went into his back. Like, he absolutely did, but it was almost in the same motion. Mm. Um, and, you know, from... Like when they played the replay, you could see Jake did everything he could not to go into his back, like on the mm. ground at least. Uh, but unfortunately, it was called 50 to make a certain goal um, to you know, have us only three points up. Um, and then, uh, and I thought with that, Jane, you know, not only were it, um, did we get the 50, but Water actually ran through Guelphie on the way through. Like Guelphie mm. had his back turned. And I thought that should have been overturned there. Like mm. he's just been a bit of a grub. Um, but uh, it wasn't to be. But then, uh, you know, as we tried to lock it in our forward half, we saw Hind come through and you know, kick the ball straight up to the air, it seemed, uh, but it floated through for a goal. Yeah, well, Nick Hind, I reckon he took about two seconds to know that was a goal or even a blink of a second because he was celebrating, mate. He, he thought he had a good purchase on it. And it was great to see him, you know, really doing like a soccer-style uh, celebration because you know, it was the one that knocked out Sydney and, uh, yeah, thought he had a really good game again. Certainly did, mate. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, like the professional side and well-drilled side we are, James, uh, we, we ran down the clock. Uh, and we'd won the bloody game, Jane. So 15 goals, 5.95 to their 12 goals, 14.86. Uh, great to get our fourth win. Um, we would have hoped it would have come around a bit earlier than yeah, round 16. But um, I think we're up to round 16, aren't we, mate? Oh, about that. Yeah, round 16 we're up to. But, um, yeah, look, that's two wins out of the last three. You know, been disappointing. We've lost the Eagles last week, and mm. um, you know I, I think yeah they're going to surprise some sides anyway. But still felt like we missed an opportunity last week. Um, obviously we weren't going to play finals anyway, but 
I think it's good that we're seeing some improvement, but let's not forget Sydney missed a hell of a lot of opportunities. Yeah. And that could have easily been the loss. So, you know, a very valid way we went on to win the game. Yep. Don't get me wrong, but it certainly wasn't um, all our doing, if you know what I mean. Like, if, mm. you know, we, we, we made the most of our opportunities, but still a bit of work defensively to do. And, um, yep. yeah, it looks like we've got Andy McGrath to look forward to to come back um, for the next week's game against Brisbane, which will be very tough up there. Yep. Um, and, mate, before the game, we realised we lost... Archie Perkins for a few weeks, I reckon, probably two or three weeks, um, Archie mm. Perkins out with a calf. Yeah, that one hurt, Jane, because um, I think we were scratching our heads at the selection table anyway because they dropped Ben Hobbs. And, um, you know, as much as it sucked to see, um, you know, Perkins had gone out of the side, Hobbs had a huge last quarter, um, Jane, and um, thought he had a really good game for us. So it was good to see him play, but... Uh, yeah, buddy. Yeah, Archie's the, the bloke we really need on the park. Um, so, um, yeah, hopefully it's not too long out. Um, yeah, because we'll certainly certainly miss him out there. All right. Well, yeah, exciting times uh, to get another win. But let's have a break, mate, and come back with our Don's Cast medal vote. Listening to Donscast as we go into our Donscast middle votes. And mate, as always, lead us off. No worries. Well, uh, this one was a, a pretty tough one, gotta say, Jane. Um, because it felt like to me, I mean, there weren't too many like you know, ones that stood out like hugely, but equally there was a lot of really good and really important role players, and some guys you could have easily easily given um given votes to, but for mine, I started off with uh, one vote to Peter Wright. I thought, like, yep, it was good he, he kicked his uh, two goals, James. Um, but I thought he he did some really important um, things for the for the team. Like, he came up the ground. It was that release, I suppose, marking target. Uh, took the seven marks uh, throughout the game, um, which was uh, which is excellent. And he actually, you know, when, um, I suppose, Draper... You know, he's playing well in the in the ruck, but um, I suppose he needed a bit of a um, you know release. And Peter Wright went into the mark in the second quarter uh, and in the uh, fourth quarter, I think it was, and he really got us going in there. So he um, yeah does some really important things. And I just thought um, it was a really good team game from uh, from Peter Wright. So uh, I gave him the one vote, uh, two votes. I went for Dylan Shield. I thought uh, he's running carry at some points where just, um, just incredible. Look, he only got the 20 disposals, um, yeah, six clearances, four tackles, which was good, 292 metres gained and a, and a goal assist. But um, it was just his, uh, I suppose, tenacity and like, ability to get those clearances. Like He, he won the uh, 10 contested possessions, uh, six score involvements and um, yeah, five centre clearances. And I thought, uh, you know, really did well to uh, yeah, get us rolling on a few plays there and break the line. So two votes to him. Three votes went to Mason Bergman. I thought he was just so solid uh, down there and, um, yeah, providing a really good release option um, yeah, when we needed it. 
yeah, took uh, took about seven marks himself. Um, yeah, ran the line, so like got 365 metres gained for us and uh, obviously kicked that ripper of a goal. So I thought he was uh, worthy of the three votes. Four votes and went for Nick Hind. Um, <laughs> he uh, got a uh, sort of meterage of 682 metres gained, which is bloody huge, um, running it from half back and obviously got involved in a couple of scoring opportunities, kicking one goal by himself as well as uh, getting a goal assist. Um, but he actually made a couple of tackles and uh, a couple of clearances as well. So I thought uh, he had a very important game for us. Uh, and the last one, um, you know, five votes had to go for uh, Zach Merritt. Yeah, to kick three goals um, was uh, just outstanding. Um, but yes, he, he racked up his 24 disposals, which is a lower disposal rate um, than what we're sort of normally used to, to see with him. But I thought he was far more effective with him. Um, actually, he got uh, six tackles, six marks, um, which is excellent uh, to go along with three clearances and a, and a goal assist. So, um, yeah, an excellent day out for Zach Merritt. How about yourself, mate? How'd you read it? Uh, pretty similar, mate. I mean, you know, the five for Zach Merritt, I think uh, you know, those three goals were really telling. Um, we kind of both said, you know, since his injury, he's come back, but probably hasn't dominated games. Um, yep. I think this is definitely the best game um, of the season. Uh, I gave five to Zach Merritt. I gave four to Hindy. I thought he was outstanding. Um Obviously, the sealer, but just his run and carry is really important. And as you say, gaining all those metres. Three to Redmond. I thought, you know, again, uh, his marking's really good, mate. A bit mm-hmm. undersold. I yep. think it takes a lot of contested marks these days. And, um, you know, kicking's well. And obviously, that big, big kick uh, really, you know, really uh, sits in my mind, you know, when he ran around and Dobbed it. Um, so I thought he was really good. I'm going to get two votes to Massimo D'Ambrosio. I was actually thought he got plenty of the ball, and more importantly, mate, he used it very well. Um, I think we've really found a player there. Yep. And for his last quarter, especially, I'm going to give one vote to Ben Hobbs. Um, you know, he kicked that goal and took that mark. But, I mean, his last quarter when the game was on the line, you know, he went to work and 18-year-old um, kid, I think he's still 18. Um, yep. you know, really good game for him. And, yeah, just on the back of being dropped, so his confidence might have been a bit rocked. But just goes to show he's got a good head on his shoulders, mate, because he was up to play. And, yeah, I don't think he'd be getting dropped anytime soon. No, you, well, I hope not. Uh, fantastic game. Um, beautiful. All right, so we'll uh, tally up the votes, mate. Um, so if I start from the bottom, so we've got uh, one vote to Jake Stringer, uh, two votes to Massimo D'Ambrosio, three each to Heppel and Cutler, four to Andy McGrath, five each to Durham and Waterman, seven each to Corwell and Reed, eight apiece to Hobbs and Ridley, 11 to Guelphy, 14 to Kelly, 16 to Perkins, 17 to Laverde, 19 for Draper, 32 for Peter Wright, Zach Merritt uh, with 45. Well, apologies, uh, Nick Martin with 44, Zach Merritt with 45, as well as uh, Mason Redman on 45, uh, Dylan Scheel on 49, Nick Hind on 51, and out in front remains Darcy Parrish with 54 Don's Cast medal votes. 
it tells you what a good season. Um, you know, when you look at those top five, mate, uh, just read them out again. Yeah, so top five of uh, Zach Merritt, Mason Redman, both on 45, Dilla Chill with 49, Nick Hind on 51, and Darcy Parrish on 54. Yeah, so um, yeah, some surprises in there, isn't it? Uh, and just going on our past couple of years, mate, like, probably to see, you know, Stringer only on one, he could have certainly got votes in this game, like, like, yeah. but it would have been on the back of his last quarter, mainly. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you know, Jordan Ridley, mate, easily right up there in the voting, just with the eight. So mm. it goes to show he's had a different season, or at least in our eyes. So, mm. um, yeah, well, I think uh, there's some good good signs there, but also, yeah, there's some real improvement that can come, hopefully, in the back half of this year, and also maybe going into next year. So, mate, before we go into the uh, by the numbers... Uh, you know, we're still talking about maybe who we could pick up. There was a little link, and I don't know how much it is, but Isaac Rankin and mate. Uh, now, if we could get him, that would put a few bums on seats, I'll tell you that much. Uh, I would, mate, but uh, I don't think we could uh, yeah, pay the price that he'd come for, honestly. I mean, it would be at least a first, as probably a men's um, and a, a high first at that. And, like, honestly... I think that is what he's worth. Um, yeah, to get a, a good player like that, uh, you have to pay the price, um, even if it's overs. Um, but I just think at this stage, um, we're not looking for the uh, yeah for one piece in the cog that'll bring it all together. Um, certainly, he'd be an absolute boon for us. Uh, but I think we've got a few other holes on the list uh, that we need to look after. And I'm not sure. Um, you know, one pick with um, you know one player. Uh, would be the the best um, solution, but um, yeah, I guess we'll wait and see. What do you reckon, mate? You'd go all guns blazing. <laughs> uh, I'd like to see him in the red and black, but um, mm. yeah, again, um, I'm not sure about yeah what what you'd have to give up to give him. But uh, I just found it interesting that would apparently we're definitely out of the Bobby Hill race after the last year, you know, being. What ended up being the leading candidate for him, mm. uh, we've ruled ourselves out of that. But that might be also on the back of um, Alwyn Davy Jr. He's um, had a, another really good game for Big Metro, um, kicked another couple of goals, and another 17 or 18 possession. So mm. um, yeah, we've got some good talent coming through to help with goal kicking range because uh, that's what we need about we need those. Uh, Good goal, a goal crummer after um, the retirement of Anthony McDonald, Tip Woody. Yeah, mate. Um, yeah, it'll be good to get some some good talent in. Um, you know, hopefully we get the likes of you know Tex Wanganeen back fit and firing. Um, and uh, yeah, I suppose obviously see we get it through the um, through the draft and uh, you know any trades. But uh, yeah, certainly looking. Um, I suppose it's a bit more promising than it might have at the end of um, you know. Uh, or at the start of this year when we had no one to play um, that small forward role, we might have a few options uh, coming through the ranks. All right. Well, let's have another break and we'll come back. We'll buy the numbers.
and you're listening to Don's Cast as we go by numbers. And mate, we start with Sammy Draper. Um, I thought he dominated the hitouts, mm. uh, not always to the, our opponent, as we saw him. <laughs> well, he did sometimes to our opponent, I should say. Wasn't always to our player, but um, yeah, uh, I like what Sammy does. He just needs to uh, get a little bit more involved, especially with his marking ability. Yeah, well, at least he did notch up the one mark this week, Jane. So uh, <laughs> a step up from last week. But um, yeah. no, he's working the centre. He's good. Um, and he was he actually managed to get that four clearances for us, um, which again was was good. Managed a few tackles as well, which um, it's good to see that big big body crunch into a few opposition um, jumpers. Um, but yeah, um, I suppose, yeah, apart from the, the hitouts, he... Uh, yeah, I didn't see him make a huge um, impact. Like his disposal efficiency at the end of the day, Jane was twenty five percent, and out of eight possessions, um, yeah, that's uh, that's not where we need it to be. But again, I'm not super worried at this stage, Jane. Um, he still shows enough. It's um, his intent, endeavour is always there. Um, it's just that game awareness he's continuing to learn as well as his ball use. So. Um, yeah, I think while he didn't have an outstanding game, he still had an impact um, in stages. And it should be said, he had three tackles as well, so mm. uh, which Ruffman aren't renowned for. Mm. Um, he gives you 100% effort. Uh, no one will ever question that from Sammy. And, um, yeah, he still did some important things, I thought, so mm. um, certainly worth persevering with. Uh, Darcy Parrish returned, mate, after a couple of weeks out. Um, yeah, it wasn't... Dominant with possession, only 12 disposals, 12 kicks, nine handballs, two marks, seven tackles, mate. And that was a really big for Darcy because I don't think he's had those kind of numbers all year. No, he hasn't, mate. And, uh, you know, you'd, he'd be, uh, you know, forgiven for the, the saying, come on, fair job. Um, you know, because he, he did have a good game. I thought, um, yeah, had the six score involvements, uh, 12 contested possessions. Um, as you say, Jane, those seven tackles were huge, but five clearances, three goal assists. Um, so, yeah, he played a bloody good role for us. Um, uh, yeah, as you say, not as prolific, but, uh, yeah, coming back, um, yeah, I don't think you could have hoped for much more. Yeah, it was great to see Kyle Langford out there again. Um, mm. He did hurt his shoulder at one stage, mate. Like, uh, he couldn't ruck any longer. Because of the shoulder, but they're hoping it's just an AC joint stinger. Um, and you know, okay to play, that's what Josh Marnie was saying after the game. Uh, just the 13 disposals, six kicks, seven handball, four marks, one tackle with that very important last quarter goal. Yeah, mate. Uh, I thought he played a solid game, like again, not as uh. Uh, prolific as he could be. I mean, he's never been a big numbers uh, sort of bloke, but you usually see him around that sort of 20 disposal mark. Uh, but again, I thought he used the ball generally um, smartly, um, if not necessarily well um, on the night's performance. Went at actually 61.5%, which uh, is certainly not um, up to his, uh, I suppose, normal standards, Jay, but I thought he still played a, uh, a solid role for us. So it was good to see him out there. And I think he's just finding his way back into yeah. the game. Like he's kind of come in limited prep. So, yeah, he'll keep improving, Cole. Um, Jai Corwell, um, again, with Darcy back, he noticed he wasn't as much uh, opportunities in midfield. Mm. But he still uh, is there or thereabouts. 18 disposals, just the six kicks, 12 handballs, 
five marks, two tackles. Um, so it certainly wasn't one of his big games. And as you say, when he had that chance to have a shot at goal and kind of let himself down. But um, yeah, with Jai, he's an effort player and you just got to keep playing him. Yeah, mate, he was, he was doing the um, doing the little things, the team things, um, you know, which you love. Um, yes, I'd love to see him, uh, I suppose, a bit more attack with the footy. Yes, I'd love to see his uh, you know, ball use in front of goal and even decision-making, um, yeah, sometimes going, going into forward 50 uh, a bit better. But um, certainly from a young player, he's, um, he's super consistent at being able to get to the right spots, Jay, um, which is half the battle sometimes. But, um, yeah, I'm sure it will continue to develop and it's just great seeing more and more games get into him because you can just see he's a, he's a real quality player. Yeah, back of Hartley playing last year, just the two games. Mm. Uh, he's been able to get some continuity into his game. Zach Merritt, mate, we both gave him best on. Mm. You know, 24, 17 kicks, seven handballs, six marks and six tackles, along with three goals. Mm. Um, fantastic game by Zach. Absolutely, mate. Um, yeah, not much more for me. Um, great game from Zach. And, yeah, let's hope that's... Uh, yeah, uh, I suppose a scene of more things to come. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, yeah, got dropped during the week. Uh, didn't drop his head, waited for his call up, and he was ready. Um, disposals, nine kicks, not ten handballs, five handballs, and two marks. Uh, and sorry, two tackles, five marks. Yep. Sorry, I got that wrong. Um, but he kicked that very important goal, mm. and that last quarter made him really alive. Yeah, mate, he, he went to work, and um, like Deezy just shows a bit of class, Jamie, and, and hardness. Um, yeah, he he gets knocked down, but gets right back up again. Uh, someone should write a song about that, actually. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, just his composure with the footy line. He's <laughs> I just um, got that. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it drops from a height. Um, yeah. Um, like sometimes, like he's he's not the um, most skillful user of the football. Um, yeah, I don't think anyone would uh, claim that. But you know, he does the smart things, um, and he he never sort of loses his head and just dump kicks it. He always still tries to find um, an option uh, and kick it to their best advantage. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm loving what I'm seeing from this young bloke. And jeez, uh, I don't know what went into anyone's head. You know, to drop him for the week, you know, potentially they were thinking, oh, you know, if we bring uh, Parrish in, you know, there's not going to be as many midfield minutes. Maybe it's better for him to develop strictly on ball in the VFL. Um, but AFL level is where he belongs, Jane. Um, so it's great. Like as, as bad circumstances it was to see him play, given that Parrish uh, Perkins out, rather was out, uh, it was great to see Ben Hobbs uh, perform really well. Yeah. And um, I remember when we drafted him, mate, uh, one of the recruiters said, uh, this guy is like a Joel Selwood clone. Mm. Um, you know, I haven't seen him duck his head that often, but I mean, <laughs> uh, he certainly got some characters uh, like, like him here, isn't it? Like the one mm. that he um, you know, goes in hard for the footy and you know, can win the ball in tight. Absolutely, mate. Hill and Shield, you know, um, we all know how he was treated by Luke Parker after the... Um, Sydney game, the last Sydney game. Hmm. And uh, yeah, he came to play, mate. And he was a, I was surprised during the week, mate. He's the number one clearance player in the AFL competition, including hmm. all 18 teams. Yeah, and, as, as you say, it is surprising because he, 
um, he hasn't had a lot of um, strictly um, like inside minutes, uh, particularly mm. at the start of the season. Mm. So he's just dominating, being able to clear the ball out of the centre. And, um, you know, he's now um, had another 20 disposals, eight kicks, 12 handballs, one mark, four tackles. So he's getting the defensive side of his game. But um, as I said, those six clearances. Yeah. Um, now, a really good game from Shield. Obviously, I gave him votes. Um, so, and, and he's been you know, almost best on the last few weeks. Um, well, has been best on as Pereira voting um, on a couple of occasions there. And uh, yeah, he's continued to back up that sort of form of play. So, great work from Dylan Shield. Mm. Will Snelling, mate, he's finding it uh, a bit harder to come into the side. Mm. Um, his, a few of his decisions were a bit slow. Yep. And that could be just adapting to the game again. But just the 11 disposals, three kicks, three marks and three tackles. Yeah, uh, better for the run, I think, uh, yeah. is the apt phrase there. Um, and I'm sure it will be. And so, um, yeah, that's. I'll, I think I'll leave it at that because I, I think he had a pretty average game on the night. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Ridley, um, again, mate, his stats sound pretty good. 17 disposals, 15 kicks, three marks, zero tackles, but um, yeah, he's, you know, his season totally different to his last three. Mm. Uh, he's becoming more and more a key uh, defensive. Yeah, I mean, he was, um, like, he played a solid role. Um, Rich, you know, those eight marks were, um, yeah, really good. You could see, you know, he's really solid and dependable back there. Um, again, didn't use his kicking to, you know, to how we know he can be so damaging, um, but still had a solid game for us. Yeah. Uh, Jaden Laverde, uh, he definitely had his hands full, you know, he's been away a lot of height. Mm. But, um, he's always, his pressure's always there, mate. Um, you know, he doesn't get a lot of stats, just five kicks. Three tackles, he always has a go, but he's given away plenty of centimetres on the weekend. Yeah, he was, mate. Um, and, uh, yeah, I do have to say, I think, you know, overall you'd have to say Buddy probably won that contest, but um, Buddy would have known he played a game of footy, Jane. Um, Lab was putting the body into him all night, and uh, certainly I think that was reflective in, uh, you know, Franklin's accuracy in front of goal. Uh, at the end there, he seemed pretty frustrated. He wasn't getting the free kicks. He was probably used to getting up in Sydney. Um, and uh, when he was having shots for goal, he probably had a bit of pressure on him. And uh, he knew there was a, uh, um, you know, a number 15 imprinted on him, um, uh, you know, at all times of the match. So, um, yeah, I think as much as Lave didn't win that contest overall, um, yeah, he certainly played his role for the team. Yeah, Nick Hind, uh, both gave him votes, mate, again. Mm. 25 disposals, 25 handballs, seven marks, two tackles. And as you said earlier, mate, all those metres are gained. Yeah, no, fantastic game from Nick Hind. Um, yeah, not much for me, but uh, no, it's great to see him back playing the top of footy. We know he can. Yeah. Uh, Peter Wright, mate, you found a vote for him. And I can see why he, he had to play... A little bit more of second ruck. Mm. Um, and I thought he did pretty well with the that. Um, but uh, yeah, he had uh, 16 uh, 
disposals, 11 kicks, five handballs, seven marks, uh, no tackles, but yeah, six headouts. And I thought the headouts that he did have were potential. No, he, um, he played really well. I thought he, um, he showed a bit more, I suppose, aggression in his body work uh, in the ruck, which previously hasn't been a strong suit of his. Um, not that it was overly physical, but he certainly stood up um, a lot more than he has in the past. So, um, no, I thought he had a really solid game for us, Jane. So, um, no, well done to Peter Wright and another two two goals for the tally. Yes. Um, the captain, Dyson Hempel. Always finds that, you know, that 25 disposals, which he did on nine handballs, 16, sorry, nine marks, nine kicks, 16 handballs, eight marks, mm. one tackle. But, um, yeah, I thought his positioning was much better, you know, not having to defend one of their small forwards. Yeah, he, I thought he had a really good game for a shame. He was actually one I was considering uh, for that one vote spot. Um, because he had... Um, you know, nine score involvements and six intercept possessions, which was really good to go along with uh, seven contested uh, possessions. And, um, yeah, as you say, mate, those eight marks were, were really important. Um, so provided a bit of a marking outlet there. So I, I thought he had a really solid game for us, uh, the captain, and certainly, um, yeah, that position where he didn't have to – he wasn't exposed for speed. Um, he was able to use his footy smarts, uh, certainly much more favourably. Yeah, uh, Sammy Durham uh, had an almost game, mate. Yeah. Really good things. He, like, his intent is fantastic. He's yeah. a hard worker, puts body pressure on. Um, Drop those couple of marks that I was talking about, um, which are pretty telling. Yeah. But he did kick a goal, and I think he's certainly a player. You just keep persevering with. He's yeah. going to, uh, with his work rate, be just valuable. Just even for that. Absolutely, Jamin. Like, even with that, like, he did drop a couple of marks, as you say, but he still had seven for um, for the game. So he provided a bit of a marking outlet there, uh, which was fantastic. Uh, yeah, kicked the goal, um, had a couple of tackles, and as I say, his, his effort's absolutely there. I would like to see him work a lot more on his tackling technique still. Um, you know, he seems to, um, you know, just not be able to, Tackling the right parts, so he's not able to stick them quite yet. Um, but yes, he's uh, yeah, his ball use and uh, decision making on a couple of occasions wasn't fantastic, but everyone's guilty of those. Uh, but what never, uh, I suppose, dropped was his intent, tenacity at the footy, at the ball carrier, uh, and overall his ability ability to uh, impact on the game. So I thought he had a, uh, as you say, an almost game, Jane, but overall I'd say fairly solid. Yeah. Harry Jones, um, look, he, he's certainly got a lot of talent, mate. He, he mm. has a lot of these games where he has just the five disposals. Mm. Um, so he's still learning his craft of being involved in the game. But, mm. um, you know, like he's still an important marking target for it. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I think he's still got to learn how to evolve himself a little more during um, games, even as a, a high-reaching um, half-forward. Yep, absolutely, Jane. Agree with all that. Um, and we've seen, you know, last year even like he was able to work his way into the season, become really quite a pretty important cog for us, Jane. Um, yeah, this year obviously he's come back from injuries. It's almost like he's sort of starting from scratch again. But we know what talent 
and uh, what ability he has out there. So, um, look, um, he's kicked the goal, so you'd be pretty happy with that. Uh, and, again, he'll be another one who'd be uh, better for the run and better for another game game of experience. Yeah. Uh, Jake Stringer, mate, he was having a mare, as we said. Um, yeah. One of his best game for sure, uh, right up to third, three-quarter time. Um, but that last quarter, mate, again, would we win with Jake's moments? Probably not. Um, I reckon he was that spark we were searching for. And you know, he, he kicked those two goals and set up a couple of others. And, um, yeah, he's just a player that... Uh, People get frustrated with his appearance and and that, but I mean, like we don't have another player like him. No, and that's the thing. I mean, when you look at, um, I suppose everything, uh, there's very few people in the league, let alone our list, that you could say he could turn the the game like in five minutes. Uh, Jake String is absolutely one of those players who, yep, he he was having an absolute stinky. You'd have to say uh, before that. Um, but he turned it around, and as you say, he, he was a bit of a difference maker in the end, Jane. Um, I couldn't find votes for him because I, <laughs> those first three quarters really um, uh, stood out to me. But um, those two goals, uh, you know, they brought us home in the end. And uh, again, you know, hopefully we can get him back playing you know, more consistently um, uh, and yeah, get that fitness base up again because uh, yeah, we saw last year when he was able to go into the centre and really impact um, yeah, he was an absolute game breaker. So uh, uh, a, a solid game in the end uh, from Jakey, but oh, Jesus, didn't start the best. No. Um, Mason Redmond, again, mate, we both uh, said he had a great game. You know, the 22 disposals, 18 balls, seven marks and the one tackle and uh, that big goal in the last. Yeah, that was a great game from uh, Redmond. He's had a good season this year, actually, which is uh, reflected in like how high he's telling in the votes. It actually surprised me, Jane, um, when we're when we're telling it up. I'm like, hey, Mason Redmond, 45. Jeez, he's going pretty good. So um, it's great to see because you know, I suppose we've all known there's a player there, uh, but whether it's been through lack of form, lack of confidence, whatever it has been. Um, yeah, we obviously obviously had some injury issues over the time, um, but. Uh, now we're seeing him get a good run, um, and he's got his physicality and a bit of his mojo back, Jam. So um, yeah, it's uh, his sure marking as well. It's really mm. important. Yes. Uh, Jay Kelly uh, again, mate. He started the game pretty slow. And I thought, oh no, but um, yeah, I thought he worked his way well into the game and kicked his first goal for the club. He did, mate. Um, and actually, Jane, from those 20 possessions, went at 100%. Um, <laughs> would you believe that? So uh, it, it is funny because there are times I still get frustrated at him because he calls for the footy and you can see that because he took nine, uh, 13 marks in the end, Jane. It's a huge amount of marks. Yeah. Um, but then he sort of um, holds out his arms and goes, oh, come on, lead at me. Um, so uh, look at you know, we've said it before, like we want the guys to be able to work for each other, give each other options. But, um, yeah, hopefully he can, uh, I suppose, speed up his decision-making in his play there. But he, he played a really solid role for us, James. Um, you know, not only was it, uh, yeah, I suppose, those solid plays down back um, defending, but um, had 397 metres gained for us as well as kicking that uh, that goal on the run, which, um, you know, which is very important. So, uh, no, good game from Jake Kelly. Um, Brendan Zirk, that's your mate. He's 
a bit unheralded. And um, I just thought he was so important, especially in that last quarter when the Saints, I'm oh, sorry, when the Swans, I mean, uh, yeah, looking to get a win. Um, I thought he did some really important acts. And it was a good selection, uh, bringing him into the side. Yeah, he was, mate. He was very important on the day. Another one where I thought, well, I'd love to give him a vote because he he deserved it. Um, you know, he's so solid down there. You know, took nine marks, Shane. Um, yeah. And look, um, you know, I've I've said it all year. I, I think he's a very limited footballer. Um, and you know, while this um, this performance um, doesn't fully change my mind on that, he he played his role, James, and, and he played it well. And um, he he didn't. I think he, he played very smart in that he didn't try to bite off more than he could chew, um, especially with his disposal. He's not the the best kicker of the footy, but he made smart options. Um, but the I suppose the biggest raps I can give him is not at one stage did he drop his head, did he you know drop his bundle and because um, it would have been very easy when the ball was flying in thick and fast. You know Reed was starting to get on uh, get on top. Um, but he, uh, yeah, kept those those big jukes up, James, and um, yeah, take those marks and to land a few tackles, especially um, yeah, when when the Swans were coming and coming hard. I thought uh, he was very important for us, James, and uh, he absolutely deserves every um, yeah, every plaudit uh, from the game because uh, yeah, uh, that back six was the bit of the um, yeah really made a massive difference for us. Well, they certainly did um, collective effort by the whole back line. Andrew Phillips made us the sub. I always am a bit bemused pick a ruckman as your sub. Mm. Unless you know your ruckman may have an injury and he may come off. Because mm. you think if you lose one of your runners and you bring on a Phillips, like, it could be really damaging. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, Never came to pass, so uh, Andrew Phillips will get a game added to his tally, but not had an impact, um, not through his own fault, of course. Um, mm. Mac Welfie, um, his uh, defensive forward uh, role continued, and look, he didn't have a lot of kicks, mate, just the three, but had 10 handballs, and he worked so hard. Like, he only had the two tackles in the end, but mm. his efforts uh, um, can be seen, especially the game, but, um, yeah, I, I, I like his effort. He probably can't impact on board as much as he'd like, but yeah, what did you think of his game? I, I think it was a kind of a typical Mac Welfie game in that you know, he doesn't have a, a huge amount on the stat sheet, but, um, geez, he, he chucks his heart and soul into it, doesn't he, James? Um, yeah. yeah, six score involvement, um, seven contested possessions, uh, and three inside 50, so um, you know, playing that sort of pressure forward role, um, I think he, you know, really applied himself there, got a couple of tackles, a couple of clearances, um, which is good. So really doing the in and under stuff. And I think, um, you know, you'd know that you'd, uh, I suppose, played against Guelphie because he'd, he'd be pressuring and niggling all game. Um, so I think he, he played a really solid team role for us as much as it doesn't necessarily um, you know, show up on the stat sheet. Yeah. Uh, Nick Martin, mate, we mentioned he's been lucky not to be as noticed. You know, again, mm. this is our SSP player, remember? Yeah. But, um, 18 disposals, six, seven handballs, five marks, three tackles, 
Um, you know, I just thought, you know, again, the Nick Martin game now where you can really rely on him. And he is so fit, mate. He played 113 minutes of the game. Yeah, you know, he hardly comes up for a break. Um, so he's a real, real goal for us. He certainly is, Jamie. I mean, he's another one where you easily could have found a vote for because he was so clean with the footy. Like, yes, he didn't rack up huge numbers, like the 18 possessions, as you said. Um, but he actually upped his tackle count. So he, um, three tackles for the game, as well as a couple of clearances, but 330 metres gained. And I think, um, yeah, it's, a, it's just his boy use, his, his ability to sort of see the play as it rolls out um, and, you know, hit targets up the field, which is just uh, fantastic to see. So uh, another really solid game from Dick Martin. And, uh, yeah, just loving seeing him out there. Uh, and Massimo D'Ambrosio, mate, uh, as I said, I found a vote for him. He had 23 disposals, 13 kicks, 10 animals, six uh, marks, no tackles. And that will come as he develops. But, yeah, he used the ball 78%. But some of those uh, you know, kicks were just so good. Like, mm. they really weighs up the situation well for a you know, first-year player. He does, mate. Um and the one thing I really appreciate about his game uh, this week was uh, just his real in and under um, you know, quick hands work. Uh, yeah, it was quite a number of occasions where Sydney were really pressuring it in their forward 50 uh, and he was able to pick the ball up off the deck, make a quick hands out, make an option to you know, run around and um, you know, receive the footy. Whether he did it or not, um, like... Yeah, unrewarded running and, and stuff like that. But it's really important when we're trying to work it out that Sydney have to choose which way to go. Um, and, uh, yeah, I thought uh, it was really important in terms of um, yeah, providing that uh, that run because if we're stagnant, uh, that's where we see the Swans go, okay, well, obviously they go through here. Um, they lock down that player and uh, they usually um, yeah, grab a turnover goal from us. But, um, yeah, with, with Massimo... Uh, he just shows such um, great composure down there. Um, so, yeah, uh, loving what he's doing, mate. And to rack up 23 disposals and use the ball so well, um, yeah, absolutely great get. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, well, another win, mate, um, as we said. And uh, just quickly, a VFLW team. Oh, sorry, a VFL men's team, sorry. Um I watched that game or the start of the game, mate, and mm. fair to say, uh, it was a long time between drinks between our second goal and our third. Yeah, um, but, you know, basically, we really struggled, but um, yeah, the Swans are a pretty good VFL team. They had a lot of good players, mate. Like, like Sydney, have got a lot of depth. Um, yeah. I'm sure a few of those guys will get called up in the next week, but um, yeah, for us. Um, it was a tough going at the office and we went down by about 10 goals or so. Yeah, it must be uh, pretty rough for the boys. Um, but, uh, look, they they had a good run. They had, I think they had four on the trot or so, um, uh, which is good. And I guess as a, I suppose, a young BFL side, these are the realities when you come against an experienced uh, unit such as Sydney. Uh, it's pretty tough going. Um, but, uh, yeah, all accounts were that... Um, you know, most of the guys had, had fairly decent showings, um, uh, but uh, yeah, just obviously not able to get the chocolates on the day. So I'm sure they'll reload and, and go again next week. Yeah. 
Um, well, I think that's it, mate. Um, it's uh, always good to do these after a win. Um, so next week, uh, we've got Brisbane. And uh, that'll be an interesting game, mate. Um, you know, we'll be able to really see if we can see our good friend Joe Danaher. Um, you know, maybe, um, you know, finals run a bit harder, but um, it'll be a tough game at the Gabba. But until next week, go Bombers. Go Dons.